The Animation Podcast, July 15th, 2007. Hey everybody, this is Clay. Welcome to episode number 19 of The Animation Podcast. This show is the fourth and final part of my interview with Bernie Mattinson, who has worked at Disney for around 55 years as a director, an animator, a producer, and currently he's a story artist. If you haven't listened to the previous interviews with Bernie, uh, I highly recommend checking those out. Otherwise, if you have, welcome back. Thanks for returning. And here we go with part four. So let's see. From there, then, uh, we finished the picture up. Then I got a call from Ron and uh, John to come over and help on Aladdin. And uh, Ed Gombert was the head of story on it. And, of course, Ed and I, I mean, uh, worked together on Christmas Carol. He was doing story and animation on that. So I bunked next door to, to Gombert, and I would say that's another picture that we had a lot of fun. It was because it was Ed and myself. And uh, the first when I first got on it, I guess they had a screening for Jeffrey. And Jeffrey was not, he didn't care, he didn't care for the way it was going, that version of whatever it was. So that was kind of fun because we were there again back at square one and we sat around for about two weeks. In fact, the remark that, that, that Jeffrey made was after seeing the picture, he says, I was more interested in my wife's surprise birthday party list than I was in this <laughs> your picture. I mean, you know, he could be really yeah, sarcastic yeah. when he wanted to be, you know. I think it might be in the Art of book. He, he says something about the mom's a zero, lose the mom. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Things like that, yeah. Uh, um, so anyway, uh, Howard Ashman were on board for that, For that, uh, had done some, uh, some of the songs for it. So we went back to square one, and we sat around in a uh, large story room, and we had storyboard up, and we started putting cards up. And there must have been about uh, five or six of us, and we were just working amongst ourselves and bang, 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 let's do, what do you think of this? And we were trying to reuse um, everything that we had as much as we could use, uh, but inject some new business for new continuity. So we did this and then we pitched it to uh, uh, Jeffrey over up in his office is up over there. And he, he bought into it. And then the next step, we got uh, two writers on it. Uh, Terry and uh, Ted, uh, Ted Elliott, and Ted, yeah, Ted, Terry Rossio, yeah, exactly, yeah, and uh, they came on board and they took it from there and mm -hmm. started uh, mapping it out, uh, and uh, we started work reworking it with them, and I said I think it went pretty smoothly from there on. Mm. We, we we were kind of a happy family. The most fun I had on it, I think, was with with Ed because. <laughs> We, we, we would we would get a sequence uh, or that was either done and it needed a lot of re reworking and maybe get Ted's uh, script or, or in Elliot, you know, Ted, uh, Ted and uh, Terry. And anyway, uh, we would uh, put the boards up in my room because it was a little larger room and we would look at them and we would spend the day making jokes about the boards <laughs> and about the, about the whole whole sequence and everything, you know. And then the next day, we'd sit around and say, well, let's put something up. So I, I'm, I'm not really fast at, at, at drawing real quick sketches, mm -hmm. and, and Ed is. So Ed, Ed uh, 
he he would draw these quick sketches and, and he would we would plug it up there and then I'd maybe put in a couple in here and there and we would start building the board and just having fun just doing it by the end of the day we had a, had it was kind of really working when we felt comfortable with it we'd tear the tear it all down and we take we'd each take a pile of sketches and we'd sit around for the next day and we'd clean up all the sketches and then repin it up present the board and uh they'd like it and ed was a great pitcher he and he still is to this day he's a really wonderful he can pitch a board beautifully mm -hmm. and he'd pitch the board and, ah, just sing great and uh then we'd get another one and we'd do that same thing but it, the fun part was just the sitting around for a couple of days and just talking <laughs> jokes about the boards and what's happening and 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 playing uh, knowing what we have to do, and we would just talk about a few moments. Oh, yeah, we have to do that, and then, yeah, okay. Well, hey, well, let's do such, you know, and we would talk about something else. And it, this became a regular thing through the whole picture. Mm -hmm. and, and this talking and jokes and stuff, was that stuff you were eventually putting into the film? Sometimes, sometimes not. It, it was just something, you know, it was just, we just had fun in each other's company, just, mm -hmm. and, and we had full confidence, and I, and I think what was remarkable we could always come up with something on the board because we just had confidence we could do it when we were ready to do it. <laughs> so uh, we had a great time. I, I really loved working with Ed. He, mm. he, he, he made my day. He got into animation. I think he was fairly new to animation when he got on Christmas Carol. Mm -hmm. He had done some on, on Cauldron and maybe some on, uh, on uh, Rescuers. But very little. And he wanted to do on, on uh, Christmas Carol, he wanted to do Ratty and Molly, which he did beautifully. He did a beautiful job of them. But then he, uh, I think he kind of wanted to do story too. So he saw that I was balking down on story because I was trying to direct at the same time and all that. And he asked if he could help. I said, sure. And he took it and he started running with story. And he found himself to be very good at story. Hmm. He, he was really good. So I think that's where his first love was, and so when he got a chance, I think he went back to uh, and stayed with story all yeah, the time. Then. Yeah, uh, you mentioned uh, before about like on Robin Hood that the story guys you would you would write and board and write dialogue, and you would write the movie as you went. Yeah, and you know now like on Aladdin, you have a script. You start with boards, but then you go to a script. Um, you know, it, it it still was flexible uh, because. You'd put the words. You'd put the words that what they give you in, you know, and all of that. Mm -hmm. But if you didn't, if you disagreed, or or if it didn't work out, and you had a piece of a, a business that you wanted to put in there, it, they, they would be accept. They'd accept that if it if it worked. I found work. I found working with the directors. They were never uh, not the directors, but they were the writers. They were never really. If if it worked, they'd accept it. If you had a better idea, mm -hmm. but uh, they were supportive. I don't know how they are today. I mean, they, maybe they're not as supportive. I don't know. But the, they, they were then. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you can do something without without words and it works better, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember, I think I told you, that one piece of there where we, we were, he, Beast was, was, was talking to the character, to Belle in the next room, saying he wanted to come down for dinner. Mm -hmm. And the, 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 did I tell you that one? I, I, maybe. And the tell it again. <laughs> and the, well, it was, it was a scene in, in the uh, uh, Beauty and the Beast uh, Belle was behind the door. Beast had come up. He was upset because she had not come down for dinner. And the, the uh, clock and, and the uh, uh, teacup uh, or, or teapot 
we're up the, at the door and saying, you know, be careful, be gentle, don't, you know, be be calm. And he and he and so he was because first he comes up and says, why aren't you coming down for dinner? And she says, I'm not, I don't want dinner, you know. And and he uh, and they said, be gentle, you know. And he says, please come down for dinner, you know. And, and she said, and she says, no. And 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 he, and he looks at them and he goes, he's like, see, mm-hmm. you know, with with his finger. Well, I picked that up from um, the the king and I. The, how would that guy act if he was in a similar situation? And so I use the king and I, Yul Brenner, as actually my beast. And uh, so it, his gestures was like a gesture like that he would do. Mm-hmm. And so I stuck that in there. But it was it, it was better than having him say something. Yeah. And and it worked. And everybody yeah. loved doing that rather than having to say, "See, see what I mean." To, to the, to oh, the, totally, totally. Yes. And it gets a big laugh too. I remember seeing it in the theater, and yeah, yeah. it's a huge laugh. Right. So anyway, that's 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 where so that's where it does work sometimes when instead of dialogue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, when when you're pitching a, a board uh, with the writers there, and they a lot of times will will say, you know, it's better if we don't have any dialogue in here or whatever. So. If if you really get on the writer's good side, they'll work with you, mm-hmm. and you make a much better product. Okay. So, so we sailed through on on the Aladdin, and then I'm trying to think what did I go on to next? I guess it was uh, uh, Lion King. Uh, and that was the the B team of yes. Lion King, wasn't it? Yeah, because everyone I remember was going to Pocahontas or wanting to be on Pocahontas. Was that how it was working? Pocahontas, they were working on it. Joe had work, was working with with Mike on Pocahontas, and they were trying to start developing the story. We got, we had. Um, I'm just trying to think how the transition worked, but it was something that where we finished up on on Aladdin. All I know is I got on I got on Lion King, and you're doing story on Lion King. I was doing story on Lion King. Rob Mankoff, Rob had taken it all over after. Uh, uh, Scribner had been let go from the project, and basically, the reason Scribner was let go, he wanted to, he wanted to do it straight, serious, without music and and uh, and the Elton John music. And Jeffrey was adamant, no, we had to use the music. He wanted Elton John, so they took took him off, and Rob was going to be the co-director. It was intended, but now all of a sudden he was the director on it, and then Peter felt. He wanted to add another director, and that's when they added uh, uh, Roger Allers to it because he had done such a good job on uh, uh, Beauty and the Beast, working with Linda, mm-hmm. and so and Linda was working on uh, the Lion King. She also was doing the first draft on it, and so uh, so somehow then I was corralled into working on it also just after that after that he had Roger had come on board. And I liked I liked working on it. It was a difficult picture, though. And oh, and Brenda had then was made story on it because uh, she had worked closely with uh, Roger on uh, uh, Beauty and the Beast. Also, they were in the same room together, and so she became at a story. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, so it was a nice big family. Here we were now off onto onto the Lion King. Well, uh, Roger and 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 uh, uh, Allers and, and and Rob, they had a, a, a thing of one-upmanship on each other so when you would pitch something to them they were they were like well, well let's do this let's do that and 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 and, it would, and they were then they quickly draw something and 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 they were draw putting the drawings up in there and so you'd come in with something the way it was written on the script or the way the idea had been told to you and all of a sudden it was going off into another direction because of this one-upmanship mm-hmm. 
Well, nothing wrong with it, because a lot of times it made it better and more fun, but sometimes it led you off into another direction, too, and it became sometimes hard to work with. It became difficult at times, but it worked out. It worked out on it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, no, I don't think anybody thought it was going to be as good a picture as, as it did. I mean, geez, Joe and I, uh, we were walking, going to lunch and saying, I don't know who's going to want to watch that that one you know <laughs> we really blew it on that well it, it did have a screening i think and it didn't go very well at all is that it like a public screening and i had seen i've seen the like the, it might be on the dvd but just the opening sequence the original and uh there's some part of it that i had seen and it was just a totally different movie at one point yeah and uh the, and the final was it was polished and nice it, it and polished and it worked yeah we were all surprised you know and uh <laughs> Well, anyway, we had a lot of fun on it. And then, and then again, toward the end, Ed came over and, and helped out on it, too. And again, Ed and I were having fun again. Yeah, you know? yeah. So we really it, it hit it off well on it. Was there a point on that movie when you guys realized it was good? Or even up to the end, you weren't sure how it was going to be received? We really weren't sure. That's I, funny. I, I, at least I wasn't. Uh-huh. I, I didn't. Uh, I think, I don't, in our wildest dreams, I don't think we thought it was going to be as, as popular as it was. Mm-hmm. I think... After they got that first sequence in color, though, that uh, where, where all the elephants coming to the Pride Rock uh, to uh, view the uh, newborn, I think we all started feeling like, you know, that's really starting to feel good. Yeah. And I think that sequence really brought people in. Uh, they, oh, it they, brought they, me in. Because they were showing it in the in, in, Yeah, in it the was malls. a trailer. It, it was, was a trailer. Tra- I mean, yeah. I remember seeing it. And I, I, was, I, I get chills thinking about it because it was just so... Beautiful. You yeah, know? it and really was. I mean, it, it drew me in. It totally got me. In, in fact, shortly afterwards, uh, I got an invitation uh, to go down to uh, uh, Disneyland. I guess just as as a as courtesy or nicety, they, they invited me. But they had uh, like, it must have been about 100 choral singers there in Disneyland. And they were all in, in orange robes and so forth. And they were singing that opening song. I have to tell you, it was absolutely stirring. It was really just stirring. Mm-hmm. I, it brought chills down my spine. Was this the um, during the day at Disneyland? Yeah, it was during the day. It's funny because, I don't know if I can put Were this in there? the show, but I worked at Disneyland. Oh, for God's sake. And that was my last day there. Oh, my god! And the next day, I was an intern here. Wow. Isn't that funny? That is wild. <laughs> I worked yes. in the art department, and we probably set up the ferns and the balloons and all that That's, stuff yeah yeah and uh, i remember I, I couldn't come to my first day of the internship because i had this job i had to finish right, <laughs> and that right. was the, that was the last day and that day i met mike surrey and you must have been there too i was there too That's yeah so funny. yeah oh it was it was very stirring it was a great great uh, thing to see it in person like mm-hmm. that what did what, what happened next oh i think i went into uh, uh hunchback we started to work oh. on hunchback Started working on it, and uh, Roy Connolly, that was his first picture he was going to be producer on. So I started working on the first sequence, I think it was, with him up at the clock tower and, and Frodo coming to visit him and so forth. And, of course, nobody knew what the darn clock tower looked like inside. Everybody was wondering, where's that picture? Has anybody got a picture of the darn thing, you know? So we were come, trying to come up with something, and, and I'd been on that probably about two months. And then Joe... That's when Joe started coming into my room a lot, and and we were, uh, uh, he was start kind of setting up shop in, in in the room, and and be talking all day, and we would talk ideas, and I'd be drawing and so forth. 
and then I got then, then I got a call from it was a rainy day I got a call from Peter and Tom and they were in Peter's car they said they wanted me to go over and work on uh, Pocahontas uh, apparently they were having trouble on Pocahontas well I knew they were having trouble on Pocahontas from uh, talking to uh, Gombert Gombert wasn't happy on it he wanted off he, he really just didn't enjoy the project and so uh, they needed somebody else over there to help fill in, I guess. So I said, okay. And uh, so I went over there. And I, I thought I was only going to be gone for a couple of weeks. Well, then I stayed and uh, started working on that. And Joe now, of course, was working with me all the time now. Mm-hmm. And were you guys sharing an office? Yeah, we were sharing the same office uh-huh. then. Oh, that's right. We 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 moved back into the to the Royce building, or, or to, not the Royce building, but to the uh, the Dannon building. Mm-hmm. We stayed there all the way to the end of it, and uh, I enjoyed working it. I really did. I had a lot of fun pitching and Joe. It was just it was a wonderful time. Yeah, I really, you know, when 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 you're drawing, time goes by so fast, and you're having fun. You really do have fun. I really, I had at least. Uh, I I love love the the story end of this the company yeah you're doing that when you worked with joe did you guys tackle the same um jobs or did you guys work on separate things and and just collaborate and and share ideas or did you focus on teamwork and and tackling we we were more like a team i mean i'd, I'd get the project and i'd start go, uh, going with it and then joe would say you know we need to put some some funny lines in in grandmother willow's mouth and then he'd go home and he'd write these lines up and he'd come in and i'd say jesus joe these are corny these are really really bad you know my bark is worse than my bite or whatever how he ever wrote it Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) so i but uh, he he and i had an argument about him i know when he when he was insistent and we got to use these you know so he went home and i thought I'm going to show him. So I took all. So I took his lines and I wrote, put it, put the lines in, and I rewrote it. Next morning, he came in. And I pitched it to him, and I, because I, I was going to show him. See what a silly, see what how stu- silly this is. And I pitched it to him, and he says, "Yeah, it works great, doesn't it?" <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, oh. and then of course they wanted me to pitch it to the group. So I went out there, half embarrassment, and I pitched it to the group. And they all liked it. <laughs> Loved it. They laughed. They thought it was funny. <laughs> Joe, you hit a winner. Yeah. <laughs> and so all the way through, we did that. And uh, so that's where Joe was contributing ideas to keeping, to getting the best out of the characters. Mm-hmm. And and I was drawing it. And J- Joe was kind of known as an idea man. He was more than man. a story man. And that's, yeah. I think people consider you an idea man, but... From what you've been telling me, you've been boarding and boarding all this time. No, I I, I board and I have ideas too. Yeah, I mean, but but you know, uh, I don't mean you don't. Have oh no no. But when, when, see, and then Joe and I were, were were next door here, and we were together in here for about six years, six seven years mm-hmm. together. And 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 I and Joe Joe would say, you know, your job is to to draw it, and make it look good. You know, my job is to come up with the ideas. That's why they pay me the big bucks. You do the donkey work. <laughs> And I would just grit my teeth and say, "Yes, Joe." <laughs> but Joe, Joe, and I would we, we we would battle about things, and he'd get mad, and he'd get up and storm out of here, and and you know, we were two bulls in a in a china shop, and yeah. they're yelling at each other all the time. You know, That's funny. 
What, what, what kind of things did you argue about? Just story concepts or story concept? Because yeah. Joe had come up with some some of these silly things, you know. And I, I mean, I thought when he came up with the thing of Cricky in in uh, or you know in uh, Mulan, Mulan, I thought oh. I said, you know, the character's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, a, a an appendage that you don't know what to do with, you know. And Gombert was the same way. He agreed. He said, "What did we do with the darn character? You had nothing to do." And Joe was insistent. Oh yeah. In fact, Joe wanted to call it Hopalong, which I thought was much funnier, and I would have liked it, I think, if it had that name, not mm-hmm. Cricky. But anyhow, as it turned out, Joe was right, and uh, it worked out well with Mushu as a foil for Mushu, mm-hmm. which we didn't realize at the time, but as we started boarding into it, we realized he was right. And Chip was his idea as well, right? I think Chip was his idea, yeah. 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 Uh, he, and the, I think the first sequences with Chip where Roger had done those, in in the kitchen with uh, when she when they hear a beast in the house or something like that I forget and and he he did the first ones of it and when he did it I I loved it and then I did it I did some with Chip in the in the kitchen also later on when Bell was going through the house on on, a, on the tour of the of the castle mm-hmm. yeah I think that's something that maybe people people don't understand about you know what an idea man does it you might just do a drawing yeah. that sparks. You know, in Joe's case, characters in a movie. That's right. Yeah, it's it's uh, um, you 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 really always are surprised where your ideas are going to come from. But sometimes it'll come out of a conversation. Or Joe and I did many a magazine or a little book booklet ideas uh, from something we came out of uh, Genio's restaurant, and we were just like howling or laughing mm-hmm. about you know. And we think, Gee, wouldn't that make a funny short? And we'd sit down and start writing it. And, really. Uh, uh, yeah, it's it, it, Joe. You know, the, now Joe is a case study of how a person thinks when you're doing um, when you're getting ideas. He he would sit down with a pad of paper and he'd just start drawing something. He'd draw you, and then maybe he'd put a funny head on you, and it, and then he'd draw something over here. And maybe he'd, maybe he'd change this to a a cow or make it look like. And all of a sudden, he'd come up with an idea. That would be that was rattling in the back of his mind, and he'd sketch that up here, and by golly, that would be something that he'd say, "This would be great in a picture," and he'd be right, hmm. and you then you'd take it from there, and it would just move forward. And I found myself doing it because before we get into when before I started into boarding, I usually sit through and I kind of do a very little thumbnails and itty bitty thumbnails all over a page, and then I and then I how about how about if we do that and then we do this. And then, no, no, and I scratch that one out, and I go over and do this one there. And and I'm planning it and so forth, but you're thinking how this is going to go. And then after you got this thing filled with all these scribbles of ideas, then you go through and you number one, two, three, four, and and, and maybe over here. A lot of it's not used, but a lot of it used, and then that becomes the storyboards. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, uh, but they're ideas, and it's the way of thinking. It's it's sort of putting yourself into that world of of what you're thinking about, whether it be Mulan or whether it be Dumbo or Pinocchio or whatever. So, yeah, I think you know, just in terms of creativity and thinking like that, a lot of people will sit and wait for the idea. Yeah, you know, and that's the it, way you're talking. It's that you're you're already in there. You're open up to just even the concept of an idea. That's it, and it. You just find it, or it finds you. It, it finds you. It, 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 that's all. You don't have to worry. It finds you, and uh, 
and and Joe always told me, he said, Bernie, keep drawing, keep drawing, you know, because that's where your ideas are all going to come from. Because they'll come. You don't you don't have don't even worry about it. Uh, and it's he's right. It, that's it, great. It does. It's great advice. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see what happened after that. We finished Pocahontas off. Oh, Jeffrey wanted to keep this as straight as possible. The picture, by the way, Pocahontas. Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. He did not. He did not want to have any of the the, 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 cart, the cartoony characters at that time. He wanted to. He was trying to make it a live action movie in drawing, and uh, they had some screenings on it, and it really, really was not coming off at all. And that's where Joe and I started to excel because uh, Joe and I came into our own because our, we were supposed to give it the the cartoony treatment when they found out the straight wasn't working. Mm-hmm. So Joe and I would take sequences where you had had the characters, and we would then take the uh, raccoon and and uh, flit, and, you know, and have them do a little business, and maybe with the dog and so forth. So that was our main contribution, I think, a lot to a lot of it. That, that's as after we were, were doing the willow tree and all of that stuff, mm-hmm. you know, the straight stuff. We started concentrating on that that end of it. The nice thing is, I have to say, I was very complimented when we went to the screening uh, down at the, uh, the the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion. That's where they first that's where we had the rap party mm-hmm. screening. And, and and Tom saw me, and he came over, and he and he's in the aisle, and he got down on his hands and knees, and he bowed, <laughs> thank you, and it was basically thanking us for the, for helping uh, put the funny uh, business comic business back. Yeah, into it. without that stuff, and that yeah. movie would have been it was really kind of flat. deadly. Yeah. yeah, it was deadly. So so anyway, so so that was a very ha- happy picture. I enjoyed that too. That we were because we could do that, and Joe and I were doing it together. Yeah, yeah. Then what? I think I got off onto uh, Mulan. Oh, really? I think it was Mulan. Straight from there was Hercules in there. Um, Never didn't work on Hercules. Didn't like Hercules. Not just the final it, product or just the concept. Or? Didn't like the concept. Didn't like didn't like the final product because basically it was a farce, and I don't like farce because they're not sincere, and uh, it can be funny, but it still can be sincere. Right. And uh, and I didn't like the fact that it made fun of. Our own genre, the, the, our own products. So I, I was very, very down on that picture personally. Mm-hmm. But the critics all seemed to like it. I, I yeah, just particularly it, it didn't. It wasn't a blockbuster. Yeah, but, but people seemed to like it. I think if you, uh, you could slow down and listen to the lyrics of the songs, they were funny. But it all went by so fast. I, yeah, I think some of it was lost. Yeah, I, I, I just didn't care for it. Then, I, then I went off onto uh, so Milan. Milan. Did you go to Florida for that? During Milan, I had bought this house out in, in Valencia, and I was trying to restore the do some restoration work on, mm-hmm. on the house. And I was, and I had a lot of contractors, and they wanted me to go to Florida, and I was fighting it. Uh, so we made arrangement that I had done a lot of I had done a lot of work uh, here on it in the beginning, and then we moved into this building. I think in the, during the time of Milan, but then they had to go take it down to Florida. They were going to Florida. And so I, I wound up just going down and uh, I would pitch the board. For, I'd, I'd take two weeks down there, mm-hmm. pitch the boards, get some ideas for what the big corrections or uh, start with a new sequence, come back and do the work here and then fly down there and do the pitching, etc. And I did that routine about three or four times. Mm-hmm. And they would come out here sometimes too. So it was hand in hand. But basically I, I wanted to be here to do take care of all that work that mm-hmm. was, I was having to do here and yeah. 
it's a new house and I wanted to live in it too. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I fought it. You know, the, the Milan was a, was an okay picture. It, it, it was it was a little bit more difficult than I thought. I mean, I I think it was still searching for its storyline for a long time, mm-hmm. and uh, it finally started to find it. I think uh, more when Chris started taking more control on it, uh, and Sanders and and he uh, started working with the writer and everything. And I think he he got a handle on it, and by that time. Uh, Barry and 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 uh, Tony were on on board with, it, and they were starting to visualize too. And there's a, always a certain point in a picture, by the way, that the picture will tell you what it needs to be done. It, it, you you don't have to even think of something; the picture will tell you. And I think there became that moment in Mulan where it started to become obvious the way it was going to go and mm-hmm. the way it wanted to go. And what was I mean? What do you think the picture was saying? It was in the beginning. It had lots of ideas how we could do this. We could do this sequence this way. We could do it that way. I know I fooled around with the introduction of uh, the opening of the movie for a long time till it finally arrived at what it was. It was just loads of ideas of ways of going and you don't know where. And then all of a sudden it starts to sh- sh- take a shape and you can, you can, you can see it happening. And, and, it, and it tells you how to go hmm. with it. So it, it, I think that's what happened with that picture. Could you talk a little bit about pitching, like how you approach it, or what yeah. you think good pitching is? Pitching is, um, uh, it, well... Do you like pitching? I like it. It's, it is fun. It, it, it's, the, it's the theatrical you coming out, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, if, you're, if you're working on a sequence and somebody walks in your room and he tells you to pitch it, uh, I, I'm, I'm the worst pitcher. It's I'm lousy at it. But when the board's finished and I feel comfortable with it, I go through and I, I rehearse it to myself over and over again till I really get the feeling of the rhythm of it. And I never explain the drawings. You know, you don't want to explain the drawings. You know, you can say. And he goes out the door and things like that. But don't say, here's the door and here's over <laughs> here. The heat. Now he's walking across here and he stops at that table and then he comes over here. Don't, don't start that. Nobody's interested. They're, all, they're asleep. So, you, so you, what you wind up doing is just doing a little word or two to uh, describe, work the action. But basically, you just read the dialogue. Mm-hmm. And that's where then you could be a little bit of a thespian. And then you can kind of get the voice in, in, inflections and so forth, you know. And uh, then it becomes fun. And once once you get the, the the flow of it down in your mind, you're you're ready. You know, you're ready for your close up. <laughs> <laughs> and then I love pitching. Then yeah. it, then it's great. The, the other way to pit, uh, pit learn how to pitch is to bring people in the room and then pitch to them. You'll also find out from them when they start to yawn, or when some, and then you know where it's not working too well. One one thing that I always like to do with the board when I was, you'd get a board up, you'd pitch it, and then you'd say to the person, so what's the best part? What part do you like the best? Well, I like this one, and I like that over there. This was funny here, and this was there. And then you, you put up a, a piece of a, a white uh, post-its. Mm-hmm. You put a post-it up there, and you put a post-it up over there, and one over there. And then you say to yourself, how can I get from there to there? And that means closing it up. And so how can I bridge it? Because the funny thing's here and the funny thing is over there. And so if you keep the funny things going, it's going to be a lot better mm-hmm. than it's all that dead stuff in there. 
So that's what 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 I do, and and that would become from a pitch, and then you then you so you'd pull out the stuff in between, you'd find a way to get it tighter, and you do that consecutive consecutively through a whole board. You that board would sing. You could, mm-hmm. you could get out there and you pitch that board, and you look like a star, <laughs> 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 and you have fun doing it. I mean, it, and it's and it really is fun doing it. Yeah, that's cool. But I love taking the inflections of the voices, you mm-hmm. know, and. and uh, you know, with a British voice or whatever the voice you're talking with. Anyway, so that, that's 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 it. And but do people expect that, like being like a director or a producer, whoever's watching? Do they expect you to do the voices? Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they expect you to try to try put on to a show. It. Yeah, yeah. I remember I, I took the I did a vo- the voice of uh, uh, Indian characters. You know, in in this uh, we were I, I was pitching the opening for Bitsy to to uh, Tom and. Uh, I think he may have taken offense because I was, you know, doing a caricatures of their voices, you know, uh, the way they did. <laughs> and it, Joe and I would just have fun doing it all day in, in the room, and and, and, I, and I pitched it that way, basically, so they understood when you when you were in Hollywood, there was Hollywood voices, and then there were the, the Indian voices of mm-hmm. the, of the elephant. And uh, but I think he started taking offense to it, and I didn't mean it, but they talked that way too. <laughs> 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 so, uh, so yes, it sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. That's know? funny. That's funny. Yeah. What are you working on now on a day-to-day thing, and or maybe some of the projects that you're excited about that you don't have to reveal secrets? But um. oh well, uh, right now um, I was working for a while on this thing of this Dumbo thing, and then it was finally decided that they're not going to even make any more sequels. You know, they don't want to make sequels anymore, which is good. But basically, Joe had started it, got it started with Stanton. Of course, Stanton's left, and uh, but then when the, then then so so then I just put up brakes on that. Then this this business with uh, Lasseter and the whole group coming coming down, everything has sort of changed. Last I talked with uh, Don, he said Lasseter uh, wants to do a two D um, shorts, mm-hmm. and so he said for me to come up see if I can come up with some Mickey shorts ideas. Uh, for 2D, and uh, I got a couple. Yeah, got a couple going. One is the B concert, and <laughs> hey, no, the B concert is a good one. I think I'll bring that up though. I hadn't thought of the B concert actually, but that's a good one to bring up because mm-hmm. I'd like to see it. I, I think a lot of people would because the animation is so rich. Yeah, and it's the one time when you see Mickey like the model sheet that it's, it's kind of very famous that Freddie did of Mickey it, with, with, with the, the uh, fedora on mm-hmm. and, and the, the little suit and everything. Mm-hmm. Very like just yeah, and, jaunty. <laughs> yeah, and, and great poses. Yeah. Well, that was that was the sheet for that movie. He okay. made it for that movie. So yeah, I think they would love to see that. Oh, that'd be a, great. And it seems like just the projects you've had, it, you've been the guy that's kind of been keeping the Fab Four, you know, Mickey and all those characters alive in the company. I mean, the projects you're doing are... That's right. That's where we, we, we did it purposely to try to keep them alive uh, because it, it was at the time of Mickey's Christmas Carol, uh, the merchandising on those characters had gone down so mm-hmm. badly. So that was one of the part of the cells that I did when I wrote that note to Ron Miller that if this would be good for merchandising of our characters. And I think he responded partly to that and partly to the fact that they needed a project to go. You know, and partly for the idea that it could be used on television. We want we only wanted it for television. You know, mm-hmm. 
so yeah, but the, but the the uh, the characters were very important, I, and and to keep them alive. I agree. I agree. So, so that's exciting. That's good yeah. news. So I so I'm hoping we can, we can do more shorts to keep them alive. You know. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. It'd be wonderful. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I'm going to say thank you for taking all this time to talk with me and, well, and you're sharing very, your stories. You're, I'm sure you're everyone's going to be interested. Well, as I say, there's not. <laughs> you know, I I it. it I could go on and on, and if I started to think of this to happen and that happened and so forth, and there were things that happened, but you know, uh, we can we can sit again if you want. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, awesome. Well, thank you so much. Oh yeah. That concludes my interview with Bernie Mattinson. Again, I just really want to thank Bernie for taking the time to do this. It's uh, quite an honor for me, and uh, hopefully, you guys liked it too. I've got just a few voicemails to play for this show, so I'll play those and respond after. So here they are. Ciao, Cleo. Clay, I'm Manuela from Italy, and I really love your podcast. I love animation, and this is the first time I really hear this program, so compliment and wow, and so on. Ciao. Hi, Clay. It's Manuela from Italy again, and... Uh, now that I know, like by memory, your uh, podcast, I would like to hear more about storyboarding and the people who do the backgrounds because I'm doing children's books. But I love one day to be able to go on storyboarding. And uh, so, okay, ciao. I love your program. Bye bye. Hi, Clay. My name is Paulo. I'm from Brazil. I have been working with animation since 2000 and totally by accident my initial plan was to work with comic books uh, but a friend of mine invited me to a job interview and uh, I totally fell in love even though there was simple stuff back then uh, a little animation for internet doing it in flash uh, silly stuff but still make me fell in love for the, the the animation world and and recently I got got hired by a, a major studio in Rio a studio that already made two feature films and had several projects for TV and yeah, it's a great environment I'm very happy it's where I wanted to be uh, I'm also studying 3d animation but I'm still very green you know uh, and I want to thank you for your podcasts because they are very inspiring. You know, listen to those guys from Disney. It's something to make me keep going and better myself. And I want to ask you if you have plans to interview Bradbird. I saw a link for Spline Doctor in your page, Spline Doctors in your in your website. And it was a great interview. But I want to I want to hear something from you. Uh, with him and also I have a suggestion for uh, another interview it's Carlos Saldanha it's a Brazilian director who direct Ice Age 2 he work at Blue Sky and you know for a Brazilian guy being in, in that position it's very inspiring for me especially you know I wanted to be him someday in the future uh, so thanks again for all the great work and I'm gonna continue listen to you all the time uh, goodbye.
Hi, Manuela and Paolo. Thanks for the messages and the requests. I do keep track of all these things and it's just good for me to know what people are interested in hearing. For the most part, it's the same stuff I'm into. So theoretically, given enough time, I will cover all the topics and all the guests that everyone wants to hear. So it may take 40, 50 years, but uh, we got time. And just so everyone knows who has been requested, I've made a page on the site that lists all the requests I've got. I'm not sure if it's got everyone yet, but I'm going through my emails and uh, the survey from last year and then trying to compile everything. So it's not a guarantee, of course, but it is just kind of interesting to know who people are interested in hearing from. So you can check that out at animationpodcast.com. And also on the site, you can send me email, you can leave a voicemail, or you can leave comments on any of the posts. So again, it's animationpodcast.com. And one last thing that I want to mention before I go, and that is that Didier Getz, who edits the books Waltz People, has just released Volume 5. Now, Volume 1 was what I read a long time ago that kind of sparked the idea to uh, create this podcast, because in the book it includes interviews with people that worked with Walt Disney. And I thought, well, we need interviews with people today. So we have Didier in part to thank for this podcast, and now that he's released Volume 5, it includes my interview with Ron Clements and John Musker. So... It all comes full circle. I'm uh, published, which is something I never anticipated when I started this show. And I just encourage everyone to go check out his uh, books. Five volumes. There's more coming. He works tirelessly at this. It's really a labor of love for him. You can go to his website, which he updates regularly. It is um, disneybooks.blogspot.com. And I'll include a link in the show notes. And if you need more information, you can always go to my site at animationpodcast.com, where you can find a link to Didier. And I think that's going to wrap it up for the show. So keep listening, go to the site, leave some feedback. And as always, thanks for tuning in.